Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, is right now when it comes to their evaluation of the WWE versus AEW and the bias they don't want to admit that they have, but fucking lives in everything they write and how they write it. It's adorable. For example, I'll say I must I, have I not read enough things this weekend because. I, I, my, my favorite, my favorite my example of this, Greg, is show reviews. These websites do show yes. reviews. Yes, I know. And I, love and, and I know you're not recording. You, you we should talk about this on the show. But like, just, just trust me. Just keep going. Up. I'll edit it in okay. or something. So I was, uh, I was flipping through an unnamed website, one one four, that had its evaluation of. AEW's Double or Nothing, and it had its evaluation of the Saudi Arabia show Night of Champions. And the the reviewers have their own different way of like evaluating these matches, right? Like, you know, A, B, C, or D, scale, whatever. And I'm reading through these two shows and, and looking at their scores, and I, I can't remember what the the night of champions was, but the AEW one stuck out like a sore thumb because I'm reading this person's review of, of these matches in every match, Greg, they on the ABC scale are ranking it. Like there was one, a match. They you gave think it, you sure it wasn't a, a five-star scale. No, it was definitely a grading scale of a reason why I'm asking because I'm looking at one now. And the one I'm looking at is, Rating everything out of five stars, still with the same. Um, well, um, well, no. Here, here's where, still following here's where what the, you're saying. The bias, here's where the bias comes in for me, though. So I'm reading through this review of Double or Nothing, and the person is consistently rating matches in. I found, the area I found the letter of, grades you're talking about, by the way. But keep going. Of like, and most of these are rating everything is pretty low. One match rated an A, uh, and that was. Uh, the title match. They get to the bottom of the score. So if something averages a C in, in general parlance, just on the basic understanding of how things worked in grade school, a C was like a 70, right? 70. Really? 70 to 79. The show. 70 to 79 would right. be considered a C in modern day grading. Right. This, this, overall rating of the show which nc stood for average right yeah. average show not bad not great show rated at a 
or an, an eight out of 10. So you've given it a B, you bumped it up. You say it's a good show, but almost every match you say is average to not average. So that's an implicit bias that you don't, that I don't see consistently given to WWE rated shows. And that's a problem. And that's why I will laugh at any person on the internet who calls me a fucking WWE apologist or some sort of whatever, because you fucking do it for AEW all the time. And it's insane that you could sit there and say, this match isn't good. This match isn't good. And you grade it up. You say a match isn't good and you still give it a C. So you still call it average. But you're like, this match isn't good. This match isn't good. This match isn't good. This match isn't good. But the show is good. Make up your fucking mind. <laughs> it's funny, too, Why because the overall, the yeah, everything is a C. Just lie about the matches. Like, like I didn't, I haven't, um, I haven't, ra- like, ranked everything yet, but it's it's very much like like I, I I thought about going through an averaging, but the average would probably be a C plus or a C, like just right. looking at the letter grades. Like what are we doing? And here, they did. Though? They gave it eight out of ten. An eight out of ten. Now and and the thing about and we've talked about this before, um, it's a separate like it's it's a formatting thing. Like you put in the score at the end and and you do all of that and that's how it it it. It, it comes up and you put in your review and it formats it and it makes it look all, all pretty and everything. But, and it's, it's completely independent of whatever the person writes inside the article itself. Just, just, just the way that it's all formatting, right? It's all, it's all formatting. Um, what's funny is that they have community grades and their community grade is a four out of 10. How about that? Well, let me make sure. Hang on. I put in my grade for the community grade just to see, and it's it's coming up blank. So I don't know. I, I don't I don't know how their community grading works. They so so now I'm gonna now I'm gonna take a look at. I think this is the same person. Well, look at their night of champions. So the four one one rating was oh oops. <laughs> I mean the one one four rating was an eight point five. Let's see what we got here. So we gave. We got a B. We got a B minus. We got a C plus. C plus. B. B plus. They actually like this show better. Not by a ton. Right. A point five. So I'll cut it. I'll cut it some slack. This review was a little bit closer. I still don't think it hit uh, an eighty-five percent. No, it's very interesting. And, and what's funny is that I'm I'm reading this and and like C plus for Gunther versus Mustafa and Mustafa. Excuse me. And that match yeah. was fantastic. Like it was, and 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 the thing you have to understand when you're watching, and this is the and this is part of the problem when you watch a WWE show. And I know you didn't watch this one, but when you watch a okay. WWE show, you have to consider the commentary because the commentary is part of the story of a WWE event. I often refer to WrestleMania 31, and I went back and watched recently 
uh, some point last week, I watched Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar from WrestleMania 31. And JBL's commentary just blows me away because the commentary is literally all about the fact that Roman's not ready for the spot he's in. Literally what everybody was saying online and complaining about was the story that JBL was telling. And then it played into the match as Roman built up. And then, of course, looked like he could win. And then Rollins cashes in and all of that. The, the the match between Gunther and Mustafa Ali, Michael Cole and Corey Graves are basically like telling you Mustafa has no shot. He cannot beat Gunther. He cannot do this. So when he has his hope spots and the crowd is going absolutely bananas for this and they start believing on commentary, like it added so much to the story. And and so for me, I guess I don't grade on – I grade on on did they make it entertaining and they made it entertaining. It's one of the best. It's one of the most entertaining matches of that event for me to watch because of what they did on commentary and in the ring and all of that. Um, the the card, the card was actually the worst match of the show. I thought was Oscar and Bianca, which is the second time in my opinion they've had the worst match of a show because they had the worst match of WrestleMania this year. Um, not the worst match, well, but maybe we can move on from that for a little bit though, because I do know the results. So what do you mean? Of Oscar and Bianca. Oh yeah. yeah. Like we oh. can move on from like, for whatever reason, it's not working for those two when they're in the ring. Yeah. It, and, for reasons. I think it could just be chemistry. You know, I think Bianca is turning heel street profits and either they break up or both of them turn heel and, and we form something like, right. I do think that's, that's common. I just think a lot of it's uh, sometimes I want to blame Bianca because I don't think she's as good as people say she is, but I, 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 she's had some amazing matches. So it could just be those two. Sometimes two people just don't gel and right. it could be Bianca and Asuka and the fact that they don't gel. Um, I bet I could, cause Asuka like their version of Muda, right? And I'm sure we could go out there and find opponents that Muda did not gel with and, and oh, yeah. could find great examples because I know you didn't see it. Uh, you might have seen the highlights, but Asuka tried to use the mist at like midpoint of the match. Bianca successfully ducks him. Later in the match, Asuka's like either on the outside on the apron. She's definitely in the ring, like on the ring. Spits the mist on her hand. And then Bianca picks her up for the KOD. And of course, the ref's behind like they normally are. And as she's up on... Bianca's shoulders. She rubs her hand on Bianca's eyes to get nice. the, the effect of the mist and then hits her with her kicks and, and then pins her. Um, but I just thought that, and I guess on commentary, apparently Muda did that at some point because they were telling that story. Huh. Again, Corey Graves, probably the most underrated commentator, just because <clears throat> he hates him so much, but he's an amazing storyteller. So he carries raw in commentary. But Especially every time Finn Balor yells at Kevin Patrick because Corey's always like, I thought Irish people stuck together. So he's, he's always having a blast <laughs> on, on that. But, um, but no, I totally see what you're saying. And to, to reviewers credit, he did give Knight of Champions a higher score. And, and I would Fair. say the average, you know, was also closest, but I do think that it's, it's not, the scales aren't matching. That's for sure. So, that is so sure. I, I do. You talked about this formatting thing, and just because I don't have any experience with the site, so that for that that rating of the show is that like a collective of everybody from no the site? 
No, that that's is the that author's rating. Overall. That, that is the okay. author's rating. Basically, it's such you, a strange... Basically, you put in your article, whatever your text is, whatever rating scale you used, if you even used a rating scale. Because you could write this whole article and not grade every single match, and then put in your, your overall rating with your overall comments, which are in a nice pretty box, and, and all of that. Um, and... Maybe... And, and then you just wow. put, pick the rating. And you could give every match an A plus and rate the show a one out of 10. The website doesn't know. It's just a formatting thing for, for the content that the author puts together. And the website. It's so funny because I would take that so seriously. Like you back would. when we used to do, because we did the nerd reviews. Like, and it was, what's that? I said, oh, I missed those. Those are fun. I enjoyed reading those. They, they were, but I, and I, I, I didn't love doing them every week. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Maybe once a month. I don't know. Um, but like, I took like the overall rating part very seriously. Like, if there were three of us, damn it, it was going to be the average of our three scores. I was going to do the math, and that was going to be it. Right. So Dave might blow the rating in one direction, or I would blow it in the other, and then you know we'd occasionally get like a ray. Uh, we briefly got a, we even got a PC Tunny appearance once. Uh, like, and maybe that's just it. Maybe it's not so much a bias as it feels like lazy work. Like it's, it's work that, cause when I look at this and I read what you wrote and then I see what you score writer and it doesn't jive. Right. Like when your overall doesn't jive with what you said about the show that whether intentionally or unintentionally does create a bias. Oh yeah. Because you look, because as a reader, instantly, I I mean, you saw where I went. Yeah. Because the overall rating is just a feeling, right? How did you feel about the show? You would, and, and I think people do differently. You would sit there and calculate out the average. But to me, yeah. if I'm watching Night of Champions, right, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali is not an equal share to Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like, I can't sure. weight those the same in my brain. And, and so, and it's like I say about UFC all the time. You could watch a UFC pay-per-view. Five match card. Right. First four matches are outstanding. Main event sucks. You're going to leave the sports You remember the main event. Saying that show sucked, and you're going to give it a 3 out of 10. Even though well, academically... I, we've talked about that with... Half. Right. We've but if the first four matches WWE. sucked and the main event's yeah. amazing, you're going to get in the car and you're going to be like, I can't wait till they come back and, and I'm coming back to the sports bar next month to watch this. So, there, so, it's, so I would not be able to just do an average of my score because... Certain things are going to be weighted much more heavily towards how I feel True. about the event. But yeah, if so, I, I would also explain that in my summary. I would also be right. like, hey, this, my average would be seven. But really, these are the reasons why I'm rating this event higher. Like that's – and they kind of do and that. Because he even I says guess, like the middle portion think... was weak, but the main events were one hit after another. Blah, blah, blah. So – yeah, and, and I guess I, I've never like I do very much look at the totality of like the experience, and I I am the type of guy who would rave over a good undercard match and and be like, this is the greatest show. Like, 
let's let's talk about some yeah. of the, the matches that actually blew me away in a Ring of Honor uh, Milano Collection AT. I'm looking at you, right? And, and what really I would come home with. So I I don't know. You know, maybe I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. Maybe I'm being too hard. I, I just I don't think you are. And, and I want to be clear about that. I don't think you're being too hard. I think instead what we stumble upon is the fact that there's more than one way to skin a cat. People are going to review events differently and people are going to rate events differently. And your rating of a show might not even match your enjoyment level of a show because of the rating that you want to use because you're, you, you almost rate the show like you're a teacher grading an assignment but whereas you would watch it more as a fan and a podcaster, and so you're going to focus on things a little bit differently. You're getting a little more caught up in the process, which is okay. Well, there there is but there, there is an aesthetic involved that. too. Like I, I was an English major, man. Like I, yeah. I I know all about entertainment as part of you know good narrative as well. Yeah. Like so, I don't know. It's nuanced. It's nuanced. I, That's I actually a great uh, great point right there. Let me do this. I'm not even going to play the opening of the show because why at this point? We're already 15 minutes. Welcome to the Greg DeMarco show, everybody. Right. Unlike the Patrick O'Dowd show two weeks ago, hosted by Greg DeMarco, which I will say is the best edition of the Patrick O'Dowd show we've ever had. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go to commercial because you brought up the good narrative and I want to come back and talk about a bad narrative. So we'll be right back. (laughs) Maybe. When it starts playing. Because I sure as hell clicked it. So, so this is where the commercial should be playing. But, but the program that plays the commercials is now frozen. The show's still recording, so we're that's, good there. Well, that's good. I guess we got that going for us. So, oh, oh, wait. Oh, nope. Now it's, now it doesn't like me. All right, let's try this again. Now let's try a commercial. Oh, that's interesting. Now it's not letting anything play, even though Whoa. we have them. So we're gonna try to restart the uh, restart the soundbite program. So let's do that. It's gonna you're gonna you're gonna hear a, a ding or a beeping noise because that's what happens when you open up programs. There it goes. So we'll see we'll see how this works. Live on the air. We'll do it live. I'm not editing this stuff out. I'm not at all. All right, we're going to try this one more time, and if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. So now we will try to go to commercial now. Huh. It's not allowing us to go to commercial. Interesting. Completely very, very interesting. I don't know why these aren't working. must be a setting thing. Now that we're back on the Zoom. Because yeah, no, Greg's fault. No sound bites are working. I just tried to play Adam Colby Bay and there's nothing. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to commercial and we're gonna come right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And now we're back, which is highly entertaining for Patrick and I. When it was just a four-second, not even a four-second pause. So you brought up the great narrative and, and being an English teacher. And I want to go to the bad narrative, Patrick O'Dowd, because I did text you an article that we talked about briefly uh, before I pressed the record button because what you were saying was too good for me not to capture on on air. So um, if you shot this, thought, think the show started weird, that's because it was gold, Jerry. It was gold and we needed to, to keep it going. So there was an article that I sent you and the headline of the article was former WWE champion currently in quotes off the board for creative ideas. And so, so Patrick, let me ask you this. We're going to approach this a little bit differently. When you see just the headline, when you see that headline, former WWE champion currently off the board for creative ideas, what does that make you as the reader think you're going into when you click to read this? Well, as somebody who read that headline earlier in the day and did click to read it, I clicked it because I wanted to know who had had a falling out with WWE creative, like who had the famous creative has nothing for you. Right. Statement. That's that, that is the impression that I was given by said headline. And it's funny because you say that when I read these headlines and I see something that says like former WWE champion, I'm so jaded that I literally go in thinking, all right, what kind of bullshit am I going to see? Like, like what? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What? What? Um, what former WWE champion? Like it's going to be about Jinder Mahal, or it's going to be about I don't know Bob Backlund, you know, or, or just right. just something that that it made me think it's like Finn Balor or Seth Rollins. Yeah, not not the most impactful. Yeah, it's AJ Styles when really no, it's like somebody else. Um, you know, it's Daniel Bryan Danielson who's off the board creatively because he doesn't work there whatever, right? It could be. Right. And then, and then it turns out to not be that. So you clicked in to see who this was. I clicked in to see what wrestler, um, they, they were trying to angle and, and do whatever. Now, Patrick O'Dowd, when you did click on the article, what was it actually about? <laughs> it was about our, our, well, a guy I was very high on for a long time, Braun Strowman. And the fact that he's injured and will be working for a while because he's injured. Because he's injured. So let me ask you this question. We're talking. If you were publishing this article, what what might you put as as a headline? I mean, I might go as far as to say former WWE champion out with, you know, out indefinitely with injury or something. Like I would state what, at least the injury part of it. I might 
for the clicks, if you will, leave that former WWE champion thing right quiet because then it's like that gets you to be like, oh, so who? But uh, I, I definitely wouldn't imply it's not what it's about. I don't. Yeah, I don't think saying former WWE <clears throat> champion currently, you know, out indefinitely. I don't think right. that's bad. I would not blame someone for that. The job of the headline is to get you to come in and read the article, but it's also to lead you in the right direction of the article. Uh, I don't think you have to say it's Braun Strowman in the headline. You could say Braun Strowman out indefinitely. I think people would still click. But former WWE right. champion opens up a, oh, who is this? So so I get that. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with the former WWE champion half of the headline. I am just not okay right. with the other half where it's off the board for off the board. Ideas. I have a problem with that because yes, he's off the board for creative ideas, but that's not the news. The news is that he's injured. The news is that he came back yep. from injury, worked two matches and then was gone again. And that is, is a misleading headline. Now this art, now this website does not allow for comments on their articles from what I can tell, at least not on the mobile version. So I do not see any, one pointing this out. And that's the great thing I love about readers. No matter what website this garbage is posted on, and the garbage here is not the article, the garbage here is the headline. No matter what website this stuff gets posted on, someone will point this out in the comments. And I love them for it. Like they will say, that's not even what this was about at all. Like they will actually point that out. And and I and, and to your and to your point, by the way, other websites did not run with a headline like this. No. As I'm look as I'm looking at another website that says Braun Strowman reportedly out of action due to injury. See, that's that's the way it should be. Good, good job, Jeffrey Harris. <laughs> Back on that same website as before. Um, but it's, that's it's the way it should be. Marks. It's just easy. No, I know, I know. It, it's um, I'm not complaining whatsoever. I think it's a good thing, but it just makes me laugh when. Yeah, that's just all stupid. It's just all very, very stupid and did not make me smile at all as someone who does occasionally still write about wrestling on the internet. So, yeah, there's just better ways to do these things, and that's not one of those ways. So, Patrick O'Dowd, um, yeah, I'm going to play the You Just Made the List soundbite, but guess what? It ain't going to happen because apparently that program doesn't want to work. And... You know, I did update my computer. Did do some updates, and and I'm wondering if it's either a uh, a, a Zoom setting or a voice meter setting. I don't know, but um, well, before we do that, I gotta I gotta get your thoughts on one other yeah internet yeah. news thing floating around since it's floating around thanks to PW Insider. Oh boy, uh, hey, I, I think I know where you're going. I think I saw I just, this. I, you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to go into depth on it. No, but it's hey, okay. did you know that? Did you know that AJ Styles' appearance last night on WWE Raw was a last-minute decision made by Vince McMahon? So I have a question about that. I and mean, as a podcaster, not, I, have, I have to decide if I want to get there the long way or the short way. And with your "did he not," it makes me think you're going to get there the short way. If AJ Styles, well, let, let, let me let me. Uh, if yeah, you're thinking you something think. different, think then then by all means you can you can spell it out. 
AJ Styles is on the SmackDown roster. He is a SmackDown superstar. He acknowledged in his promo that he is a SmackDown superstar and not supposed to be there on Raw. Would he have been flown to wherever Raw was if he was not planned to be on that show? They don't bring the entire roster. They don't bring all the SmackDown people to Raw. They don't bring all the Raw people to SmackDown now. And and that's why the travel schedule is much better than it used to be years gone. Like you work at most three days a week. You either work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or you work Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's the schedule and how it works now. And if you're not on the house show loop that weekend, you're just working the day of TV. It's great. It's much better for the talent. It's much better for the families, much better for their lives. I don't know how last minute AJ Styles could be when there's travel involved and you had to get him there and you had to get him into the event. I would imagine that they planned on having AJ at television before he left for, at minimum before they left for the kingdom of Saudi Arabia because his return trip and return plans and everything had to be decided upon. Or maybe they decided then and wherever they landed coming into America from Saudi Arabia, at that point, instead of flying back home to Georgia, he went to wherever Raw was. And I cannot for the life of me remember where Raw was, even though I watched it earlier today. It just can't be a last minute decision. Right. I completely disagree that it was a last minute decision. This is just something that this is beautifully made up stuff. My my question, this is just uh, WWE booking logic 101 for me. Who did uh, AJ Styles wrestle in Saudi Arabia? The Oh, he wrestled Saturday? against Seth Rollins in the historic inaugural crowning of the new World Heavyweight Champion. Now, I didn't see it, but how were they after Seth won the match? Was it just like AJ rolled out and let Seth has his moment? Was there any sort of handshake? Like, you know, there was not, there there was nothing between them after the match was over because Triple H entered the ring and presented Seth Rollins with the championship, raised his hand. So that was, that that was, so there was a moment, but the moment Mm -hmm. was not between Seth and AJ. But there was, whom are baby, by the way. Right. What's that? Both of whom are baby faces, good guys. So, so two baby faces wrestled each other the you know two days before to do you know over this title, and then he got his back on Raw in a way that has happened all the time when baby faces have worked matches against each other in pay per views previous. In especially a match that's supposed to be epic. Supposed to be historic. Right. So, yeah, I'm just saying, like, the WWE does this all the time. This wasn't, like, Vince McMahon didn't call from a phone and be like, you know what? Fly him to Raw. On a whim. He just didn't do that. Now we can, now we can make the list. Now I'm ready for the list. There was no, there were no betrayals. There, there were betrayals on on Night of Champions. No, no, I read about that betrayal, um, but not during that match. Like there was no, there was no, no there was not a betrayal during during that match whatsoever. Match was great. Gotcha. Event was great. The only match that I thought wasn't so great was 
the Oscar versus Bianca. And I just think they're both great performers. They just don't gel. Um, overall, <laughs> everything that I saw this weekend, I saw Battleground, thought it was really good. Um, Tiffany Stratton is, is the future of the women's division on the main roster for sure. And, and there's, there's, I, first time I ever enjoyed a Lyra Valkyria match, who was her opponent. Um, talented, but she just never put it all together, but that match was great. Like, there's a lot of good stuff that happened in Battleground, a lot of good stuff happened in Champions. I did not watch Double or Nothing, not because I don't like AEW, but because it ain't free on the WWE Network. <laughs> so it ain't $4.99 a month because I have the lowest tier possible. Um, if it ends up on Max in the future, then, then, and, and I will see what happens. Max, then I might end up watching these things. Um, I probably eventually, would. I probably would, to be honest with you. So I watched dynamite on Wednesday during work on Thursday, just to see the, the build up to the pay-per-view. It was 50, 50 for me. I would give every match a C and rate it a six out of 10. So there you go. I see what you did there. All right. So yes, you just made the list. Soundbite doesn't work. Patrick O'Dowd, what is our list this week? Well, the reason I you know, I asked about betrayals is because this week's list is wrestling betrayals. We're gonna we're gonna give you a list of wrestling betrayals today, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. These are this is like. And maybe someday we'll have to revisit this. This could be a super list. Like this it could totally be. Amazing. It honestly could be a super list. Yeah. Um, ah, there's damn it. There's another one I left off that I just forgot that I. Left oh, off. there's so many of them. I mean, and and we could we could make lists independently and easily come up with who knows how many. Like there are so many that we could we could do. Um, so yeah, there's there's tons of sweet. Tons of great. Yeah, I, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight for for today even, uh, to pick yeah, from. I got at least that. Look just just list. to have. Yeah, there's a ton of them. So, I'm wrestling excited. betrayals. Ah, uh, as you know, it's Patrick Goodall's list. That means I will go first. And adding one, you know, one, three, and five, Patrick Goodall will add the evens. Then we will go back and we will put this list in order. One through six, and we are going to have so many amazing betrayals left off the list because my first one, Patrick O'Dowd, is definitely a personal choice, not a wrestling okay. historic choice. But that's what this is. These are our list. This is what we do. My first one is, you know what? I think I've realized why why the sound bites aren't working. Oh, nice. And now it has me concerned that the show might not be properly recording. But I think it is because when you t- – go ahead and talk. Hello? Yeah, see, you're showing up. Okay. Uh, it, it, you're showing on the little up and down thing on, on the That's, equalizer. I, 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 I strive to be up and down. You are working. Um, so I'll worry about the sound bites later. I don't really need them. Damn it. We can do a show without sound bites. We didn't even have an opening, so, you know, it all worked out. Right. Um, We're rolling today. Anyway, my first betrayal for the list of betrayals. This is the only show I have to record tonight, so, you know, I can do whatever. Um, Goes all the way back to, I believe it was Clash of the Champions number 10 for WWE. One of my favorite moments in wrestling history that is definitely a playlist and personal preference. During the months building up to this, 
Jim Cornette was managing both the Midnight Express and the dynamic dudes of Johnny Ace and I believe Shane Douglas. Yeah, Shane Douglas. Yes, sir. And and they were riding out on skateboards and they were doing whatever. And there was some jealousy amongst the Midnight Express because uh, of this because they felt Jim Cornette was spending too much of his time with the shiny new toys and the dynamic dudes. So they had a match. And the big question mark was, whose corner is Jim Cornette going to be in? So, you know, big moment, climax of the match. Cornette gets in the ring. Um, I believe Stan Lane or Bob Eaton tries to use a tennis racket. Cornette grabs it from him. He blasts one of the dynamic dudes with the tennis racket himself, turning his back on the dynamic dudes and, and re-solidifying his position with the Midnight Express. Young Greg jumped out of his seat with excitement, just like the crowd did when the heel turned on the baby face. Like, that was how bad the dynamic dudes were and how amazing Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express were. That no one wanted to see him with the dynamic dudes. And that's why the crowd popped when order was restored and Jim Cornette was still with the Midnight Express. So Jim Cornette turning on the dynamic dudes, Clash of the Champions 10, is my first addition to... The list of wrestling betrayals. All right. Um, my first one is very legitimately controversial. Legitimately, uh, okay. Legitimately controversial. I already know what it is. So keep going. The WWF in the early nineties were heading into WrestleMania seven. Sergeant Slaughter betrays America and Hulkamania turns his back on his military background and basically swears loyalty to Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Which is hilarious just to hear you say it that way. But he does. Oh, he does. It's amazing to look back on it and think of, of where the world was and where the world is. And I mean, it's one of my favorite circles to hear uh, Bruce Pritchard talk around is, you know, I know, I know you've, you've waned on your, your appreciation of Conrad Thompson's podcast, but I still listen but, to that one mainly because of Bruce, but, but Bruce talking around the burning of the Hogan shirt <laughs> instead of a flag. He's like, we didn't burn a flag. And Even Jesse like Ventura, they, the former Marine and governor wanted them to. Right. It just, it's, it's still to this day, it's, it's, I, as a kid, I was like that son of a bitch. Um, but it's still like that one stays with me forever. So slaughter, Sergeant Slaughter betrays America is what I have for my I first selection. It. I it wasn't even on my list of options. That's why I like this list. Cause I do think that. Um, we, we have such we go in different directions a lot. We yeah. can. We can go in different directions. I am going to go in another direction, probably on your list of options, though. I don't know if it would have made your top three um, just because even though, in my opinion, it's one of the two or three greatest storyline moments in the history of professional wrestling, at least in the WrestleMania era, which is my life as a wrestling fan. So that's why I always go by that. Bash at the Beach, 1996. The Outsiders, Tease the Third Man, faced a team of WCW wrestlers. All hell breaks loose. 
who comes out to make the save but none other than Hulk Hogan, who rips off the t-shirt, turns on Randy Savage, turns his back against the fans, his back against WCW, and becomes the leader of what we would eventually know as the New World Order, the NWO. And and unfortunately, when I watch and, and see the Elite and the Bullet Club and the OC and, and the Judgment Day, the most influential faction in wrestling history, the New World Order. So, right. Yeah. Hulk Hogan turning I, his back on everybody, and Hulk Hogan turning yeah, dire- is, is basically directly be- directly below Slaughter betrays America was Hogan betrays WCW. So we were on the same page there. Uh, I am going to go back to the WWE for this next. Oh, this is so hard. Isn't so that that choice that choice made. I took one off of the list of which one do I pick next, and now I only have three with two spots remaining. And it's which one am I going to leave out? Well, I'll say this. So even though I have some, no, no, I won't say this. I was about to say, if you don't pick one, there's one specific one that if you don't pick, I would pick next, but that's actually a lie because there's one that I have over it that I'm going to pick. So never mind. So, so I am going to stick with the mid nineties though. Okay. And I am going to stick with a WrestleMania main event. Uh, Degeneration X is riding high. Shawn Michaels is the world heavyweight champion, and he has got a guy in his corner. He sure does. He's got one baddest man on the planet, uh-huh. Mike Tyson. Sure does. And Mike Tyson was all about the DX until WrestleMania itself, when a Stone Cold shirt was revealed, and he sides with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And helps Austin defeat Shawn Michaels and kick off the biggest turnaround in WWE history. Absolutely. They were already there at that point. So, all right. So, you still might be able to put this other option on the list if you choose to go there with your third and final choice. But I am going with what I believe will be the most recent turn on the list. Um, it happened a few years ago, and it happened in what is typically my favorite company to watch, and that's NXT. There was a tag team that uh, – it's amazing yeah. to think this, but like could not get signed by the company. They were working on a, on a per-deal basis when far lesser talented wrestlers were, were signed to actual contracts. They, they had a match against each other during the Cruiserweight Classic. They were working singles matches and eventually gained their initial WWE stardom as a tag team known as DIY. <laughs> I thought you were going to turn down the volume when that happened. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I tried. I sorry. You, you, you got to do what you got to do. It's all good. I'll just um, full, I'll just full on mute myself next time. My bad. No, nah, it's okay because then you might forget. Um. DIY went, you know, stardom and, and fame and everything. And that, of course, is friends of the program, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And, and they, they had some amazing tag team matches and, and really one of the best teams that, that I've ever seen work together. 
And we'll be back together again soon when Champa comes back. They've been teasing that on Raw with with their segments in the way where like almost everybody in that faction's injured right now. So we're just gonna do backstage segments. But and we'll augment them by adding another injured guy when he comes back. But after they were not able to beat the authors of pain for the NXT Tag Team Championships, I believe in Chicago, they were leaving, all dejected. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, blah, blah, blah. And to which point, Tommaso Ciampa, and, and, and NXT did this brilliantly. They put up the end of show graphic in the corner of the screen that tells you it's about to go off the air as they're having their arms around each other and, and consoling each other. And the camera zooms in close and you hear Tommaso Ciampa tell Johnny Gargano, it's okay, this just wasn't our moment. And then he looks at him and goes, because it's my moment. Turns around, slams him headfirst into the video board, continues to beat the crap out of him for another good five to ten minutes, including a huge spot off of some rigging, down through some tables, and breaking the hearts of NXT fans everywhere when Tommaso Ciampa, for the first time, turned on, betrayed Johnny Gargano and pretty much everybody who ever loved NXT. Excellent choice. And I kind of figured it would be on your list because of your love of those two. And that, yes. So not a surprise at all. I was, it was tough to not pick the other thing that I am. So I assuming you're going to pick what you may not. I'm actually probably not because I'm going to go way back in time for my last choice. And this is, I'm honest to God, but how far back are we talking? 1982. You're not putting the one on the list that I was talking about. No, I know I'm not. Because on Christmas Day in 1982, Terry Bam Bam Gordy slams the cage door on Kerry Von Erich's head, allowing Ric Flair to win the world heavyweight or retain his world heavyweight championship. In a match officiated by one Michael P.S. Hayes, it would lead to, at the time, the Freebirds and the Von Erics were were aligned, were baby yes. faces. They had, they had worked trios, tag teams, and filled in for various Von Eric boys, and all of this then led to betrayal when Terry Bam Bam Gordy slams the cage door. On to Kerry Von Erich's head during a title match versus Ric Flair in a steel cage. Christmas Day, 1982. Ric Flair retains. He goes back to travel in the other territories. And arguably the greatest feud. It's easily the greatest feud in WCCW. Yes. But absolutely. the greatest feud of the early 80s. Um, the early 80s were like, period. Like, and it's funny too because I think a lot of people, opinion. more people know of the feud than people who know how the feud started. Yeah, like, and this is one of the things that I, the first thing I watched on the WWE Network when it first launched was old WCCW yeah. episodes, and they're gone now. This is a shame. 
how much of of that is gone from Peacock that's been taken off. Like they have highlights of the the Von Eric. Like there's there are episodes with the Von Eric Freebirds feud, but they had the whole thing. Like they had the the teaming up and the stuff that they were yeah. doing with with David and Carrie and and all of that in the in the in the trios tag team stuff mm-hmm. and they held tight they held the title together. They had everything leading up to Ric Flair dodging Carrie left and right. Uh, and then they had the cage match and they had the the whole they had the whole thing. Uh and you could watch it. And that shit was hot and real and was oh crazy God, yes. to watch. It's just amazing to go back because here's the thing I was four when that thing broke down. So I watched it like this feud is so good, everybody. I went back in the past to check it out. Like I watched old footage and was like, this shit's amazing and saw it through. Like this is like better than anything I ever saw in the AWA, better than Hogan and Andre. Like, period. Loved it. Into discussion. Feud of the 80s. That's in my amazing. opinion, until you got to 86 and Flair and Dusty. Like, like it's it's having the it's a try and true formula that if you can pull off, it works. Having the hometown boys, the homegrown talent, the beloved local talent, even if they're not homegrown, but they are the staples. I remember when I was first ever doing doing the wrestling back in Rising, Rising Phoenix Wrestling, we had this one baby face who I kept saying, he's our Dusty. And no one understood what I was saying. They were like, he's no fat. He's not the comedy. I was like, no, he's our Dusty Rhodes. Like, he fills that role of Dusty Rhodes. If we just use him that way, you could do anything. And, and, and of course they didn't. But, um, but yeah, that's literally a blueprint. Like, if you can follow. And, and it's just, it's one of the reasons why to this day, when we did match types and I had hundreds of match types at my disposal and I put six man tag team match on the list. Because right. you can do so much, and because I've just I've seen so many of them as a kid that were done at such a high level and had such high stakes attached to them that that I love that that concept and that format and try to book them when I can. So yeah, absolutely so, outstanding. So so the one I didn't pick. Let's see. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna see if it's the one that you thought I was gonna pick. Oh, of course it is. Evolution betrays Randy Orton. No. No. Which no. one do you think it was going to be? Shawn Michaels super kicks Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. No, we've already used that in, in another in another list somewhere. We it's don't have that rule. Le- I know we don't, but I left it off because I didn't want to repeat it. Oh, I actually don't have it on my list at all because seriously, you don't have that on your list yeah. at all. Nope. I have the Freebirds betray the Von Erics. Evolution betrays Randy Orton. Trish betrays Y two J. Slaughter betrays America. Hogan betrays WCW. Scott Steiner betrays Rick. Both times the Horseman betrayed Sting. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it happened twice. <laughs> it happened twice. <laughs> and Tyson and Tyson betrays DX. That was my list. Those I were did the, have. Those were my I had Trish, but I had Trish and Christian betray Y2J because it was. Because right. I do love that moment. In it was double cross. It was yeah. over the Canadian dollar. I mean, that's that's big time. The one Canadian dollar, yeah. All three of them actually Canadian too, but um, yeah, because that one was was so much fun. Um, okay, so I don't have the sound bite. You just made the list, but we have our six. 
We have Jim, Jim Cornette betraying the dynamic dude, Sergeant Slaughter betraying America, Hulk Hogan betrays WCW, Mike Tyson betrays DX, Tommaso Ciampa betrays Johnny Gargano, and the fabulous Freebirds betray Kerry Von Erich. Those are the six items that are on the list. We will now put those in order, one through six, starting with Patrick O'Dowd. First, we're going to take another commercial break. The commercial won't play because I'm afraid to change the setting that I know I need to change, knowing that it might cause nothing to work. So we'll be right back. And now we are back. So now we are going to take the list where I can't play the soundbite. God, these soundbites, I'm so reliant on them. And we're going to put this list in order. This was Patrick Godown's list of wrestling betrayals. Therefore, he gets to go first. We will take turns putting these six items that I recapped before the commercial in order. And we will have our list. So Patrick O'Dowd, you know the six items. What is going to be number one on this week's list of wrestling betrayals? I got to tell you, I love how we how we revealed our picks this week um, in laying out our list. Because we both went like personal, big time, kind of personal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we really did. We really did. Um, and I got to pick the biggest of big time. For the first one, it's got to be Hogan betrays WCW. That is literally the landmark moment of of wrestling in the 90s. Like, it reignited professional wrestling in the 90s. I I totally agree. I mean, it, it's, it's you know, along with the Montreal Screwdrop, one of the two biggest angles in the history of professional wrestling. Right. Like, right. absolutely is. Um, so, Norm, if you've listened to the, the, the list that we've done and, and the patterns that we have, there's like this unwritten, unspoken, we've never talked about it rule that like if Patrick puts one of mine on the list, then I'll put one of his on the list. It's like this gentleman's agreement. No, I am putting number two on the list. Tommaso Ciampa turning his back and betraying Johnny Gargano because of how much I loved it because of the, the, the feud, the years that it led to. It is literally a modern day version of some of those old school feuds that, um, that we just saw. So I am putting Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano number two on the list of wrestling betrayals. I mean, I've never really thought of it as a gentleman's agreement. It's usually just a recognition of whose choices, like oh, if yeah. we're actually ranking this shit. It's just how like, it usually goes. It's, you know, respect. Uh, but I'm going to go with Tyson betraying DX and, and kicking off the other, you know, kind of the the final nail in the, in the linchpin of rebuilding WWE. And at that point, because of the history involved and because of how historic it was, I've got to go with the fabulous Freebirds turning on Kerry Von Erich and slamming the steel cage door as number four on the list because it literally wrote wrestling history and it's still a blueprint that can be followed today. Fair enough. Nothing against the dynamic dudes. <laughs> um, I, I am definitely going with Slaughter betraying America and the shitstorm that that caused um, both in the real world and in the professional wrestling world as our number five. Which leaves me with number six, my personal favorite, Jim Cornette, realigning with the Midnight Express and betraying the dynamic dudes at Clash of the Champions 10 in New York. That, of course, is the famous Clash of the Champions with the Ric Flair, Terry Funk, I Quit match. So to recap our list, 
of items. Number one, Hulk Hogan betrays WCW and forms the NWO. Number two, Tommaso Ciampa betrays Johnny Gargano, leading to their years-long feud. Number three, Mike Tyson betrays DX and Shawn Michaels loses the WWF Championship. Number four, the fabulous Freebirds betray Kerry Von Erich, costing him his opportunity at the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship in a steel cage against Ric Flair. Number five, Sergeant Slaughter betrays the entire United States of America when he becomes an Iraqi sympathizer. And number six, Jim Cornette betrays the dynamic dudes and realigns with the Midnight Express. Congratulations to all parties involved. You just made the list. So Patrick O'Dowd, we got three minutes, then we're out of here. The clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. We're in the clear. We and we're got in the clear. Three minutes, then we're out of here. We got three minutes, then we're out. We're out. We got three minutes. So I don't have anything good. planned for the three-minute warning. Uh, really anything anything at all. Actually, I was, I was trying to think of a question to ask, and I don't. So do you have anything for the people? Uh, I don't have anything for the people, but I'll ask you one question. How long do you want Seth Rollins to hold his newly acquired title? Okay, see now. This is a you. This is a you want. This isn't yes. what you think. Oh yeah, no, no. You okay. asked the wrong person this question because you know how my brain works. You know I've thought this whole I do. thing. That's through. that's why I asked you the question. Because you want the show to be another that's hour a long. Stupid. That's a stupid response. I don't <laughs> want it to be another hour, but six minutes is fine. Yeah. Um, you can double. Morning, you can double minutes, the three minutes. Nine, whatever it might be. So here's how I have it booked in my head. And do I need to explain the end first? Because all roads lead to Roman Reigns. And the key word there is roads. So I would have Seth Rollins hold this championship until Survivor Series is when I would have him lose it. Because... I believe the Survivor Series main event should be War Games. I believe it should be the Bloodline. By then, they'll be back together again. And I believe they should battle probably the LWO, if not the OC. That's, you'd have to add some people, do whatever. But that's my, that's what I believe they should do and, and what I believe should happen in WWE. Then leading towards, you know, Roman versus AJ or Roman versus Ray at the Royal Rumble. Because you can get there. Seth Rollins loses the WWE World Heavyweight Championship to Cody Rhodes at Survivor Series. Seth Rollins wins the Royal Rumble, goes on to challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40, where he does not win. Cody Rhodes retains the championship. We move forward, and then eventually WrestleMania 41 happens, and that's where Cody Rhodes beats Roman Reigns for his championships that he has. That's what I think should, should happen because while I'm all for the long championship reigns they've done, and I have no problems with those. I think a moment will be also when this title changes hands. And I do believe that Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are both ideal people to carry this championship and will carry it in different ways and will do amazing things with it. I also think that Seth Rollins deserves that shot at Roman Reigns and to do it at WrestleMania. Again, I'm also going with the assumption that Roman's not losing until after he passes 1,474 days, which is next September, September 2024. So 
I have all those assumptions in mind, but I do think that because that championship should be defended more frequently, title changes are moments and title changes are moments in time that are a part of a belt's history and would be a part of this championship history. Seth winning it over AJ Styles is a moment in history. Seth losing it to Cody Rhodes will be a moment in history. Notice the first two instances of this belt changing hands involves three different essentially Hall of Famers because they're all going to be Hall of Famers. Right. And and this is what we do when we establish a championship. I don't need anybody new to get a rub. I don't need any of that kind of stuff. We are not worried about establishing a performer. We're worried about establishing a championship, and I do think they will do just that. And it still allows me to get into things that I want on my playlist. I thought Cody should have been the first champion, but I'm really enjoying the feud with Brock Lesnar, so I'm not upset. I love Seth freaking Rollins. I've often said he's the best wrestler in the world right now, in the ring, on the microphone, everything. And some people say he's just a song. And if that's what you believe, then then I'm, I'm sorry for you. Um, go watch AEW, where MJF wrestles far less than Roman Reigns does, and no one complains about it, even though they complain about Roman Reigns. And we won't even get into New Japan. We're talking about the top three world champions in the, ro- in the world. Roman defends his belt more than the other two combined, probably. So... Um, so that's what I would do. So that's how long I think he should hold it. Not, but that's a byproduct of other things that I have in my brain to happen. But I do also believe that moment can help establish the championship and its prestige. I will say this to me, there would be some value in having that title change hands on raw instead of a pay-per-view. TV is the most important commodity in the company right now. And there's nothing right. wrong. And plenty of championships have changed hands on television. Although we just changed two on a pay-per-view. We, we've had like, you know, women's tag titles and Gunther won the Intercontinental Championship on television. Like there's things that we can do that are on television that will still do that. But a world title changing hand. I don't think that's happened since, um, the Miz lost to Bob Lashley before WrestleMania 27 or 37. I think that's the last time a world title has changed hands on television. So, uh, cause McIntyre won it from Orton on television, but that was before then. Cause that was still in the Thunderdome. So was the Miz in Thunderdome, but I don't believe a right. world title has changed hands on television since then, unless I'm forgetting something with the WWE championship before it got merged with now Big E did win his on television. Cause he cashed in on a raw. So, Right. On Bob Lashley. So I guess that, that, that blows my argument out of the water. But so it's still been since what, 2022. So I guess not that, or 2021. So been over a year since a world title has changed hands on television. So I think that's so, so what do you think? Um, I guess I'll ask you both questions. First off, answer your own question. When should Seth Rollins lose this championship in your mind? Uh, I mean, I had it at a, at a similar timeline. I think I had him taking it to the Royal Rumble. Okay. Uh, maybe just a little bit further. But, yeah, I didn't see him. And kind of what you were talking about, like establish it with your Hall of Famers, defend it over over a few Hall of Famers before losing it to Cody uh, at the Rumble and then having, you know, Cody set up for now what it feels like an eternity because it seems like, Mania gets further and further away from the Rumble, so it does lend itself well to a couple of title defenses before defending against whoever his his big foe would be at WrestleMania, and have and I'd have him retain there. So, what was question number two? 
I would have him retain there as well. I would have Cody retain at WrestleMania. I think oh, yeah. that also adds to the prestige. A champion successfully defending their title at WrestleMania also adds right. to the prestige. Maybe more so than the belt changing hands at WrestleMania. My other question was... No, I don't remember. It was related to this completely. And, and I don't remember. And maybe you answered it right. with, with your line of questioning. I don't know, or, or with your additional comments that you had, but I don't remember what question number two was. And I purposely saved it so that it, cause I hate when people ask two questions at the same time. And now I see why they do, cause they might forget one of them. So, right. No, Either I guess it was you, pure brilliance or we already heard the answer and don't even realize it yet. One of the two things. It's fine. Either way, we'll get called out for it in the comments later. Let them. So there you go. Uh, there I, you have it. We, Bonus we, we get called, we get called out by friendly fire. Uh, I appreciate you, Ori. Uh, she calls me all the Nothing wrong with friendly fire. Nope. I do like the stuff that she asks, and she does it publicly on Twitter, and I enjoy that. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully she does that. And, like, and I'm, now sure, she's I'm sure I'll catch some grief about the betrayal thing in the list. Like I, I know a lot of people are probably incensed that Shawn Michaels betraying Marty did not. But you, you have know, your reasons. Pick. You had your reasons, Patrick O'Dowd, and those reasons have I always have reasons. Here. It's your list. It's our list, and and, right. and no one. We have never. That's why. That's that's why I empirically evaluate reviews. Oh, sorry, premium live events. We have I'm never, saying. you know, vetoed anything on the list. We've never done anything like that. We've never heavily questioned the inclusion of something on a list because it's our list. It's not a top list. We don't call it a top six. We don't call it anything like that. It is just the list. That's why if we were to go back and redo. Maybe sometime I'll try to figure out what our first ever list was and we'll redo it and see how different it is. That would be because mm. it really is a moment in time. It's the list as we see it today. It really is. So, and it's become one of the most fun things that we've done. And we've been doing it consistently since like October of last year, which is kind of crazy. So I will take that. So because we didn't do it earlier in the show and because not having the sound threw everything off, this is, of course, the Greg DeMarco Show. You're listening. Part of the ChairShot Radio Network at thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. You can listen to the show there at thechairshot.com or on all of your favorite streaming platforms like iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, and so many more. Like, subscribe. Leave us that five-star review. Tell a friend. Go follow the website at ChairShot Media. Go follow Patrick O'Dowd. Because, you know, he's got the Patrick 500 or 600 or wherever we're at right now at Wrestling Not Realist. close to 500. So it's the Patrick 500 once again. What was the highest you ever got? High, was yep. like 506 or 516 or something like that? We Yeah, we were almost there. You've passed We got over it. And then we have, maybe it's, maybe I, have, I don't know where I am now. Profile. <laughs> yeah, I'm down to, I'm all the way down to 469. Nice. 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 Yeah. Yeah, nice. What's great is that, oh, I, I just went to Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to say this. I'm sorry. Um, you know how you can subscribe to people's tweets? Uh, sure. There's like subscriber only. And I didn't realize that when you subscribe to somebody, like there are subscriber only tweets. Oh. oh. I'm being told this because someone that I follow subscribed to this account. Suggestion of oh. Twitter. Subscribe to Brian Alvarez and oh, get access no. to 1,227 subscriber-only tweets. Wow. 
Yeah, also, for was. for what it's worth, out of those uh, four sixty nine, one, nice. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine uh, of my most recent follows, um, not real people. Well, we appreciate them getting you to the glorious number that is four sixty nine. Nice. nice. And if you want to join Patrick O'Dowd and knock him off of his nice perch. You can follow him at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You did not miss here. You heard that right. There is no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick. For the Wrestling Realist, Patrick Redoubt, you can follow me at Greg DeMarco44. And again, follow the website at Chairshot Media. It is thechairshot.com. It is sports. It is entertainment. It is sports entertainment. It is all there for you at thechairshot.com where we encourage you to always use your head. We are hitting the summertime, Patrick O'Dowd. That's where the topics can get real fun, real crazy. Of course, we had a lot of fun today and didn't even have anything planned. It's just that, you know, you start talking, I press record, and there we go. Hour and 10 minutes. That's how the magic happens, baby. Almost. That's where we are. So we appreciate you listening. We will do this again next week. Until next time. Always use ahead of yours. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.